Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. All right, thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, and we're going to be referencing a study from 2016 titled The Effect of Photobiomodulation on Chemotherapy-Induced Peripheral Neuropathy, a Randomized Sham-Controlled Clinical Trial. This was published in Gynecologic Oncology, and um, we'll dive into this study a little bit, but let's talk about CIPN first. So, obviously, chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy is just a different type of polyneuropathy, different type of polyperipheral neuropathy, which is an incredibly common condition in the United States with over 3 million new cases per year. And that is growing, that is getting worse over time. Diabetes is a very, very common uh, cause for peripheral neuropathy, but chemotherapy-induced um, PN is, is also uh, kind of a growing, growing problem. The estimates are that 20 to 50% of every patient who undergoes some kind of chemotherapy intervention is going to come out with uh, symptoms of peripheral neuropathy. And, and once you have that, oftentimes it is very, very slow to kind of return to normal. And many people are left with some permanent uh, symptoms that can really, really impact the quality of life. So those symptoms, as most of us are probably familiar with, uh, are, are really, really comprised a lot of that burning, tingling, uh, numbness, uh, lack of feeling, loss of balance um, due to nerve damage in the feet, and then uh, oftentimes this will involve the hands and the fingers too. But probably the most common there that you'll see in practice is the uh, effect of this peripheral neuropathy in the feet, the toes, and then to a lesser degree a little bit, the, uh, the hands and the fingers there. Most of the time patients will complain of this kind of uh, tingling, stinging, pins and needles sensations. They may have noticed or they may not have noticed yet the, um, the loss of balance um, and agility. A lot of times these folks will walk with a little bit of a kind of shuffling gait where they're not really confident in their foot placement. They'll really be having to look at the floor, see what's in front of them. Also, you'll find a lot of uh, wounds that occur that are slow to heal because of the lack of blood flow, lack of good blood flow to the skin. And, and oftentimes, uh, these wounds are things that uh, patients aren't even aware of when they first happen because they don't have enough feeling there to, for the body to tell the brain that there's an injury that has occurred. So there's many, many problems with peripheral neuropathy and, and beyond even just the symptoms that your patients will complain about with the burning and tingling, the numbness, this really greatly increases fall risk, which we know for our older patient population, anybody over 70, fall risk is just huge. And, and if the fall risk uh, is elevated, then their quality of life oftentimes is uh, drastically affected. So peripheral neuropathy is a pretty important condition to be able to address very common and getting more common. So well, let's talk about kind of how that happens a little bit. With chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy in particular, the chemotherapy drugs are toxic to the very, very small capillaries that feed the peripheral nerves. So obviously you're going to end up with symptoms 
the first symptoms are going to be in those smallest nerves and in areas that already have poor blood flow. That's why the feet and the hands are typically the, the um, areas that are affected the worst. Now the, the current treatments for, for this are, are pretty limited. Most doctors will recommend uh, giving it some time to see if it will be self-limiting, to see if it will regress, but like we talked about up at the top there, many of these cases are permanent. So then we have to talk about medications. And medications currently recommended are Cymbalta, Gabapentin, uh, Lyrica, sometimes antidepressants as well, in an effort to kind of quiet down the, the nerve signals, the, um, the nerve symptoms that are coming from those damaged areas. Now, obviously that doesn't give us really any real resolution. It can really make a difference as far as um, helping the patient get rest and feeling a little bit better, but it doesn't actually rebuild or change those nerve endings. And that is really the goal of laser therapy. So we'll go ahead and dive into this study. Now this study uh, worked with a FDA cleared class four high intensity laser uh, provided by K-Laser. And uh, this is a device that's been in the U.S. for quite a while. It's, it's pretty widely used. And um, this study went ahead and used these, these devices in about a 30-minute treatment window for each patient. And these patients were treated uh, three times a week for six weeks. So they had a total of 18 treatments. They had uh, evaluations at the four-week, eight-week, and 16-week mark. And what the researchers found is that 90% of the patients who had the actual laser treatment improved within the first eight weeks and then maintained their improvement all the way to the 16-week mark, even though they only had six weeks worth of laser. So that's a pretty strong statement for the effectiveness of laser therapy. Another thing that they did is they had a separate group that did laser therapy and uh, what they called physical therapy, um, which it was essentially just a little bit of massage and some, uh, some home-based stretching. And they found that that really didn't improve the results any further. Really, those results were the same. So laser therapy was on its own there with no nutritional changes, no activity modifications, really made a huge, huge difference and improving these patients' um, symptoms, both in the short term, within those first four weeks even, as well as even on the little bit more medium term, all the way out to 16 weeks, even though laser therapy only uh, lasted for about six weeks. So pretty, pretty strong statement, especially when you consider that um, for drugs like uh, Cymbalta, that you're only getting modest symptom improvement if you stay on it for a long time. Another pretty interesting thing with this study is that about half of these patients had more acutely required, more recently acquired neuropathy symptoms, and the other half had more chronic neuropathy symptoms, meaning, you know, longer than six months. So a pretty good spread, and they found no difference between patients who had just gotten this chemotherapy-induced neuropathy, and between patients that had had it for a long time, across the board, 90% had good improvement. So here's another thing with laser therapy is you're not talking about any of the side effects that are so common with medication-type therapies, and it appears from this, from this study that you don't even have to necessarily keep doing it. You can do treatment and expect some lasting 
results. Now, I'll tell you what we see in our clinic when we're treating neuropathy. This lines up so well. We see a 90 to 98% improvement rate with neuropathy. And again, lasting changes. We'll step a patient through a treatment program. Some of those treatment programs are only a couple weeks. Many of them are closer to about three months. Some of them are a little bit longer than that. But we see very, very good responses. And again, lasting responses with doing uh, just laser therapy. Now, you can of course, as most of us know, make some nutritional changes, do some additional um, you know, balance retraining and other physical therapy related uh, exercises that can also benefit these patients. But here's your key takeaways that laser therapy is your really best option for getting these patients some level of relief. The success rate is so high, the uh, side effects are almost non-existent. And it's, it's, it's a it's something that our patients can be very compliant with because they can get in three times a week or two times a week, depending on where they're at in their treatment plan, for a 20-minute treatment, and they can be back out the door living their life without having to make massive, uh, you know, personal lifestyle changes. Also, you know, another takeaway is that laser really is an essential piece of treating peripheral neuropathy. If you're trying to treat neuropathy cases and you don't have laser, you are missing the biggest tool in the arsenal there to treat peripheral neuropathy and you're, you're really just not giving the patients the best option that is out there. And another thing, if you've got laser, you should be treating folks with peripheral neuropathy. If you're not sure how, if you're not really convinced that what you have will work, Hey, get in touch with us. Let us know where you're at in your practice. We will help you get that set up. But then again, this is a very, very common condition. It is really actually uh, pretty life-altering for these patients and can increase fall risk, which is a really, really big problem um, for fractures and further injuries. So if you've got laser, you need to be using it to help folks with peripheral neuropathy. If you're interested in treating people with peripheral neuropathy, you need laser and you need the training to be able to put that into practice because the results can be so huge for patients. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.